We're tracking a potentially dangerous situation. I'll tell you right now, this is going to produce a tornado, and it's going to happen here really fast. No! Bill! It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! Everybody underground now! You're listening to the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast. Good day, folks. I'm Mike Vanderhoek, and you're listening to the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast, episode number four. And joined with me, as always, at the hip, Chris Kiernan. How you doing, bud? Not too bad. That's a weird thing to say. Well, we're, we're cyberly joined at the hip over Skype uh, and podcast. Uh, that's true. Technologically joined. <laughs> All right. And we have a very special guest with us today, too. We have Ronnie Rabina from Twisted Chasers. How you doing, Ronnie? Good, good. How are you? Doing well. So I guess, Ronnie, just to kick off, uh, how did you get involved in uh, chasing down severe weather? Uh, well, I started um, chasing lightning. Um, I always had this fascination about taking photos of lightning and um, always thought it was so cool to see other photographers have these shots. And I never knew how it was done. So um, picked up the camera, headed out and started taking some photos and um uh, after that, uh, went out with my buddy Dean on this one chase. Uh, uh, it was a tornado-worn storm, and uh, from there it was, yeah, love at first sight. Basically, <laughs> I was just like, we didn't even see anything, and I was just uh, had adrenaline rush, and it was just awesome. So, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, that was probably about two, uh, what year are we at? <laughs> about uh, three years now, about three years three. ago. I'm, I'm going to get you a calendar for Christmas. Yeah, Chris, Chris, can we line up uh, Alberta Storm Chasers calendar? Um, you know what? We could probably do that. Oh, my God, that's a great idea. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll just have, uh, it'll just be this calendar with photos of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Me just pointing seven different directions and. It'll sell well. Um, so, Ronnie, after your fascination with lightning, uh, how did that uh, spawn Twisted? Twisted Chasers came um, a ways after that. Uh, me and my buddy Dean went on our first couple of chases and uh, got us really, real, really excited. And um, I just, you know, I just thought to myself, I'm like, well, why don't we form a team? Because, like, you know, we love doing the same. Like, we love chasing storms, and he agreed. And we just started something small. Like, it wasn't, and we didn't post it up on Facebook or anything. Uh, we just wanted to kind of have just like a name, I guess. And then later on, we met um, a team members. Uh, next one was Oren, um, and that was funny how we met because he. Uh, or I was on the side of the road. I was checking out this storm, and he just kind of pulls up behind me, and I was just, and I was like, uh, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> and apparently, he saw the X that we used to all have from Alberta Storm Chasers. Um, that X was on my car, so he he knew right away that I was a storm chaser. So um, he made his introduction, and that's when we met and started talking. And then I think a couple months down the road, I approached him about joining my team that's funny that's not the first story i've heard of uh orin picking up strangers on the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> the first one we've heard where he wasn't arrested after <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll let orin tell that story <laughs> yeah we will have the awkward mugshot with a cat 
<laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, if you ever get into one of those long threads on the page, Orin is always the guy with a cat picture. He's, he's yeah. usually the one responsible for the left turn. Yeah. Do you think that's what the sign means? I think so, actually. <laughs> We've just, wow. Yeah, he that uh, took a long time. He's notorious. That's that that he just that should be his chase name is notorious. Oh, notorious. that's notorious. Yeah. So, Ronnie, uh, with Twisted Chasers, uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys uh, did last year. How was the season? Uh, the season last year was, um, I would say, it was a bit slower for um, for us. Uh, I mean, I was in the middle of switching jobs. Uh, so I couldn't be out there chasing a lot. Um, um, huge props to the guys. They, I mean, like Oren and Brian and uh, I think it was Matthew. They were always out. I, I was just like, they were chasing anything and everything. And so I thought that was awesome. But there was one chase uh, where I did go out and I was with Dean. And that's when we had uh, we had a couple of teams on field. We had a um, and another couple of guys basing for us. So we had um, a lot of people um, kind of working together that day. So it was, it was great. Yeah, I guess that's, that's one advantage to having a big team. Uh, when you guys do get on a storm all together, what kind of strategy do you take different angles or do you kind of just wolf pack it together? How do you, how do you handle a big storm like that? Get a point guard, you know, go for a wide <laughs> receiver. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of that way in a in a way but uh the way we look at it is uh because we will forecast as well so we we don't just go on the day of and then try to plan something we are planning things um two or three days ahead maybe even sometimes four i mean some well what we constantly watch the the graphs and the maps and um seeing if uh they don't change they, if they're not straying too much then we'll get together and be like okay well i think we're I'm going to be chasing this day. Um, so we'll plan right then and there. I uh, will plan who is chasing, like who's able to take some time off or who is off. And then from there, we can go ahead and say, um, like, who's riding with who. So usually if it's a small storm, well, not can't say small storm, but uh, when we have more days to plan ahead, we uh, will have one team one good team so and in a car we can really only fit three people because uh we have equipment filling up one of those spots and then um we have the driver of course the navigator and then um the guy the social media guy so he's the guy posting any updates on uh twitter and stuff like that uh um this year we changed it up a little bit because if we can if we do have a baser he'll take on responsibility of um, posting photos and stuff. So if we take a photo, we'll just send it to him, and then he'll upload it with all the with all the info. Team members make things a lot easier when you're chasing. And that's chasing for um, a team which requires um, post on a, a page or Twitter. You know what I mean? So if you're not doing all that, then it's kind of a different story. You don't need a whole team to do that. So. Yeah, I've noticed too, uh, just getting organized for the, the launch of our season with Sheer WX. Uh, that's one thing most of us never really considered is, wait a minute, someone's got to be able to post this stuff constantly. And luckily we do have someone who's, who's you know, kind of stuck in one spot basing it out. So it's going to work out good for us, but uh, it's definitely the logistics of making sure, you know, you're going to have enough people on a storm and not just one guy going out, which really 
I've noticed yeah. uh, complicates things on your own. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. I mean, um, especially with um, distracted driving laws now in effect. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's and and I mean, it's all about being safe out there as well. I mean, you don't. The last thing you want to do is get into an accident and there's a tornado right in front of you. You know what I mean? Like you, we have to be smart out there, and it's it's all about um, you know assigning um, duties to different members, and I think uh, we've done that um, really well in terms of uh, you know everybody just knows what they need to do when we're chasing. I don't need to ask anybody. Oh, you know, tell anybody twice. Did you get that post up? You know, all I. I I usually hear, oh, it's already up. So, um, no, I definitely give huge props to my team for sure for um, for keeping up with that. Who's your uh, top forecaster? Top forecaster, I I would have to be me. <laughs> I do of course. Ask <laughs> <laughs> you. To, God forbid. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, among us, anyways. I I mean, I, I it's just that I do all the. That's what I do. I do the forecasting. I'm not trying to say you that. You find I'm that fun, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, I, really I like I like the data. I'm a data guy. So I love looking at the maps and seeing how they change, seeing how um, one thing affects the other. So um, the other guys are definitely like I'm, I'm, I'm teaching them slowly. And, you know, it's a lot to handle at first. But, uh, um, but I, I don't even like I can't say that I'm. Like I may say that I'm the best out of my team, but I'm not the greatest forecaster either. So, I mean, I I'm still learning. I'm still picking up things here and there. You know, I'm when other chasers chase, uh, I try and pick up uh, what they're doing and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it's it's all a matter of learning. Uh, it's a learning process, and it's just you got to keep learning. You can't say that oh I'm only I know everything and. Um, I don't need to ask questions anymore because that's when you start to fall back on your knowledge and um, then you kind of get left behind. So, um, And the community uh, turns on you because this whole thing is about learning and knowledge. Exactly. And, and when it comes know, to forecasting, there's just too much to learn. Nobody oh, there, knows it all. Absolutely. Like every winter, that's what I do. I am head into the books in forecasting books, um, um, online courses like Met, um, Met Ed was a, uh, mentioned um in previous episodes uh that's a big one i've gone through as much as i could love that ed um but there's also there's stuff out there like when you don't when there's something you don't get in med ed um some people kind of just be like you know whatever and then but i will go and research that further and so every year every kind of winter that's what i do off season that's i keep on um, trying to further my meteorology knowledge and you know i i've even thought about going to school for it but uh there's just i got a lot on the go right now so uh, we'll exactly see. and i mean the off season when you learn about forecasting it keeps you motivated because i feel if you're not connected to chasing in the off season you just lose all motivation absolutely and it, it's hard it's hard to go through the the winter season and not having a storm it's so yeah. hard like uh, I that's my fix is to just learn, and then that way I get excited about using my new knowledge for um, the next season, and then seeing and or even testing out the team and saying, you know, I learned something new. Let's do a meeting, and I'll tell you what I've learned. And 
but yeah, no, it's, I think that's the fun part of, uh, meteorology because it's so organic and it's so, um, interesting that you're always learning something like, um, like you can't be, there's no way to be like a perfect, um, forecaster. Like you see read bust all the time, all the time yeah. too. And, um, other, other awesome chasers that will bust like, and it's, just the nature of it it's and and that's and i don't think it's a bad thing it's it's good to to have to not have anything and then maybe just um kind of let the sunrise the sunset sink in and just take photos of that you know i mean it's not just about tornadoes not just about you know the severe weather i think it's just about getting out there and um enjoying what's out there and you know do you remember do you remember the first time that you forecasted something and it got you to something good where you know that your forecast got you on a storm? Uh, yeah, the 2000, uh, our first year was really good. Uh, we made quite a bit of forecast that we just followed through on. Um, and it feels it feels awesome. I mean, you're going to get those days where it's going to be like, you, you go the wrong way and uh, you pick the 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 area that's, uh, it, it, yeah, you completely bust. And, but you know what? Who cares? I mean, somebody else, um, we're all for, if somebody, if another team or if another um, person is on the another uh, storm and they get it, I, for me, I think that's cool too. I, you know, I'm, I like competition. It's cool to be the first one or the only one sometimes, but sometimes it's cool to just let somebody else have the spotlight and be happy for them. I mean, there's so much animosity sometimes that it's, it's kind of annoying. So it's, for me, I just, if any, it's all about support. I mean, if we stick together, then um, then we don't have to worry about all the other people that are, you know, against storm chasing. So That's a good point, Ronnie, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the competition, especially in Alberta, I, I, there isn't really any. Like, I, I find most of the teams get along really well. Yeah, for the they, most part in Alberta. For it's the most part. Very good, yeah. Um, um, we share information and everything, and... The one, the best thing about what you're saying about the forecasting and stuff, if you got it right every time, it wouldn't be as much fun, right? No. Because that whole excitement factor is gone, right? You're just like, oh, I did it again. I'm I'm Storm Jesus, right? Like, what, yeah. it's just not fun. Storm Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am looking at your page right now, and it brought tears to my eyes because I did miss the red on Environment Canada weather warnings. Uh, just the freezing rain warning, but it's still, oh, I can't wait for summer. <laughs> it's definitely. Now, I'm looking at your Facebook page. There is currently 5,278 likes. Did you ever think you'd uh, start developing a fan base like that? No, not at all. And and that's the honest truth. Uh, we were not planning any of this at all, like any of the fans, the recognition. And, you know, and I don't. I still don't think we're huge. You know what I mean? It's just... It's, I think it's, you know, it's cool, but it's, um, we're just doing what we love. And, you know, it's, we, when we started, we were like, oh, it'd be awesome if we got a hundred, uh, likes this year or, um, maybe 500 likes next year. But yeah, to have the amount of fans we have right now is insane. And, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's cool. And I, you know, they've been very supportive, you know, you get, um, we don't get a lot of um, issues on our page, and I think everybody kind of just tries to work together and knows that it's just like a fan page. And you know, um, there's people that are new, and there's people that 
don't have a lot of knowledge, well, you can't just, you know, breathe that like down their necks and expect them to know everything about storm chasing when they don't even chase or they don't even know anything about weather. It's just they're curious and they want to be there and they want to learn or it's just a matter of uh, understanding people the si- people's sides as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think that's a great part about uh with ASC2 having the affiliate teams brings yes. in that knowledge base cuz if you look at look at the the average the average person on the page, they're interested in weather, but there's a lot of people who who go to ASC in the uh in the summer during a severe storm and they're looking for information cuz you know what, honestly they're afraid. There's we have yeah. lots of people who post a picture of a cloud and their first comment is should I be in my basement, right? And yeah. it, it's it's great to have, you know, Guys like Twisted Chaser, Alberta WX, those those teams with experience, uh, forecasters, and and guys like Chris who are just your brains must be huge to absorb all this information. Um, I think I think it's it's actually a, a really good service, like posting things through social media because uh, it's taking a lot of panic out of some of these storms, right? Yeah, no, we've uh, we've gotten messages um, before, like. People don't know what to do in the event of a uh, severe weather. Uh, we'll post a tornado watch, and then all of a sudden people go crazy. And then it's really, and then it was a watch for cold core funnels. So, I mean, I think they're changing that this year. Don't quote me, but um, yeah, it's it's just people don't know. And I think our job and what we want to do as a group is to just help people understand. And then that's all it is: is people don't understand and if we can kind of help them do that then then yay you know what i mean like it's just another person that will know what to do in the in the event of a tornado or um huge hail so ronnie when you started this out uh did you get a lot of grief from your friends and family like were they just unsure if you kind of fell off the wagon or what happened yeah no i get a lot of uh crazy comments and you know, it's uh, a lot of them are unsure and, you know, worried. You definitely get the worried reaction. Um, but when you start to explain things to them and, you know, explaining how a storm works and, you know, that it's not just me going out there. It's it's I, I've done tons of research. We've done some trial runs and gone out with people that do know what they're doing. And, you know, it's it kind of eases their mind a bit. And it, it, they just um, I don't know. I. I I think they're getting used to the fact that I'm just out there. I mean, I get so like as soon as uh, warnings go up or light, they see lightning. I my phone lights up just as much as the sky. Like it's like um, they're asking where I am. Are you on this storm? Or and these are people that are not even chasing. And you know, I, I do have the messages from the chasers as well. But I get a group of people that don't chase or anything that just ask if I'm out there chasing something or yeah, it, so it's cool. It's kind of you're kind of seeing people kind of change their minds start to change when they see what you're doing and then see that you're actually doing it safely uh, to the best that you can. And um, like even my dad, like will ask uh, about storms and you know, tell his friends that I, I storm chase and stuff like that. So it, it, it's kind of cool. It is amazing what a single picture can do to someone's mind frame. Like I work, uh, I work in the oil patch and a lot of the guys are first reaction when they find out nerd, but then yeah. they see, <laughs> then they see a picture and it's nothing but questions. And then the best one is, uh, can I have a print of that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. Like, so you went from absolutely hating it to wanting to hang this up in your house. Right. 
And yeah. to me, that's that's a huge compliment. You change someone's mind, right? They they're looking yeah. at the weather difference. So exactly, and that's what like I was saying earlier. Like it's all like people are just curious, confused, and they don't understand. So wait for the moment they start to understand, and then you're going to see a whole different side. And you know the support changes, and you know it's and that's what I mean. You can't just breathe down someone's neck right off the bat. It's like you have to just kind of learn their story and then that way you can give them yours you know then they can accept your story a bit more seriously because if you're going out there and then someone that doesn't know what they're doing doesn't know what a storm is doesn't know what a cloud is or whatever they're not going to respect your story but if they know exactly a little bit what's going on then they're going to pay attention a bit more and you know it's my views anyways. <laughs> so I do have one question for you before uh, we get into the listener questions cuz we've had some really good ones this time so it's probably going to take up a good portion of the show but I'm starting uh, I'm on with a new team this year and uh, we're just starting out from right from nothing from the ground up. What what did you find was the hardest part about your first season when you uh, started your team? One of the hardest parts was getting everybody in sync, you know what I mean? Cuz um, you're putting together people that aren't usually together. I mean, I mean, yes, I'm friends with Dean, and but I, I like I wasn't friends with Oren beforehand. We kind of just uh, that developed through chasing, and so as um, as you kind of go through and you start recruiting, well, I mean, these are strangers, and they have to. One of the things to join um, Twisted Chasers is they have to get along with everybody. Because, I mean, it's there's nothing you're going to be chasing with these guys for hours on end. Like we I chased with Oren um, in Medicine Hat and we started from morning all the way till like past midnight. And so sometimes you're chasing with these guys for a very long time. So it matters that everybody get gets along. So yeah, you have not, to tolerate them in a the car. Yes. Yes, exactly. Small box. You know yeah. what? You know what the best feeling in the world though is after that. It's at ten o'clock at night. Storm's gone. You're on your way home, and just a couple of people in the car, and you can just you can feel everyone decompressing, right? Yeah. All the all the the adrenaline starting to bleed off. Everyone's in a good mood, and it, it's it's yeah. it's so relaxing actually. Just that yeah. just that vibe, right? Yeah. That's no. Fun. Um. Definitely. Like uh, for us, it's. I think we even get just as amped because now we're like excited to go check out the photos and. Um, excited for the next chase. Like, it just seems like when we're together, we just have this like um, loads of adrenaline rush going through us. And then even after the fact, we're just like, man, that was awesome. So we kind of do like a review almost um, on the way back and be like, oh, man, or um, maybe th- issues that we should have done um, or things that we should have done and things that we shouldn't have done. Like, we do a good. Uh, have a nice talk on the way back and stuff like that. I know when me and Tanisha and Steve Hollingsworth back when he was still here, we went on a chase that just went way into the night and just the serenity of the drive back home and the desperation for Tim Hortons, but mostly the serenity of the drive back home was just in itself a great experience. And then uh, I've developed a new favorite Tim Hortons and red deer that I always stop at before I head home. And (laughs) I'm always down South anyway, so it's always red deer. Good plug. Now your gift card's in the mail, right? Oh, yeah. Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons. <laughs> Burger King, Burger King, Burger King now. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on uh, 
just uh, we got a pile of listener questions. It kind of shows uh, the horsepower there behind uh, Ronnie and Twisted Chasers. Oh, I don't even know where to start. We've got so many. Start alphabetically. What do you got for A? I don't even want to think. No, let's <laughs> no. This isn't school. Be nice. It's brass tacks all over again. Brass tacks. <laughs> It's so, a thing, and it's a normal thing for someone to say. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so we got a question from Brian um, for Ronnie, and uh, we'll just start with this one. Uh, what's your favorite? What's been your favorite chase? My favorite chase would have to be um, June twenty seventh, two thousand thirteen. Uh, that was a storm that went through Caroline. We we forecasted that one, and it was like spot on, and. Uh, and then when we got there, I swear the wall cloud was scraping. I Dean Dean's six foot eight. I, I swear he he's almost touching that uh, the tip of the wall cloud. Oh wow! <laughs> like it was it was low. Um, no, I think it just got overpowered by moisture and then kind of died down. But it was we just, we saw the two cells kind of coming together and on the way there we were just like if that those two cells kind of fuse i think it's going to be a um a big one and a nice looking cell so we got there and it was just it was really nice looking you're gonna post pictures on the comments for this podcast of that yeah. one i hope yeah i'll see if i can find those ones <laughs> a six foot tall wall cloud head clipper yeah um yeah there's <laughs> yeah <laughs> The other part of Brian's question here, and this one will probably turn into a little bit of a longer answer because I think everybody here has an opinion on it. Do you prefer the DSLR camera or a cell phone? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I prefer DSLR, of course, because I'm a photographer. The quality that you get from a DSLR is, I mean, you can't touch that with a with phone with a phone camera. But on the other hand, I do like my phone camera for the fact that posting um, posting speed, like when you're out there and you need to post something on Twitter, Facebook, um, it's, I mean, unless you have a computer on you at all times, uh, you'd have to upload the photos from the DSLR to the computer then to, um, to, the, to online, right? So um, with the phone camera, you take the photo and you can upload it instantly and now they even have apps that do watermarks um you can edit your photos on on the fly but uh, even we don't have time to do that uh, when we're on the field like when we're on the field like time and time goes by so quickly you may not like some people may not think so but it does it like you're you may be a good couple kilometers away from that storm and then you know or a kilometer and then taking photos and all of a sudden it's getting too close for comfort so you got to kind of back up again and then and you want to stay a good distance because to get those uh photogenic photos you don't you can't get anything from underneath the um the mezzo right so you you kind of have to have a a good uh distance away from it so you're constantly moving you're constantly repositioning and you're constantly looking at the um the sky to see which you know trying to read which way it's going to go and then you know, and and then um, here and there, you're checking data, the radar as well. So, um, it's it's a lot happening, and uh, you know, it goes from waiting for a cell to build up to to boom, everything kind of flies by like 100 miles per hour. So, yeah, I think um, 
you know, a DSLR is great, but you hit it bang on with the speed of posting pictures from your cell phone. But one thing I think people need to realize, too, when you're out there taking pictures, um, you know, a DSLR is nice for the big blow-ups and stuff like that, but any camera can really take good pictures. Well, yeah, maybe absolutely. not like the $3 eBay ones, but like any camera, you can take good quality, you know, pictures. If you get a good foreground, any any picture from any device is, is, is potential to go viral, be a keeper, right? Yeah. You don't yeah, have absolutely. to have that $1,000 full-frame camera or, you know, a $3,000 lens. Um, you know, just have an eye. Look at what yeah. other people shoot and, you know, go out and experiment. And I think... You know, when you see some of the pictures on ASC posted from everyone, there's a lot of talented photographers out there. They don't all have to have, you know, the three, four thousand dollar setups, right? Absolutely. And um, you know, it's um it just also depends on your um end goal. Like if you're going to be selling prints, then absolutely you're gonna need a DSLR that's going to um that has the amount of megapixels that will be able to print that um, whatever size you're wanting to sell. Um, in in terms of just posting for um, for warnings and to kind of people know, uh, you don't need anything special. Your phone camera's fine for that. Uh, definitely, um, it could go either way. I have both, so the when bar. I have time, I can take pictures with the DSLR. But if not, it's I shoot it with the phone camera. That's exactly how I go. The more, the merrier. You can never have enough cameras yeah. until you can shoot a full 360 around the car with the push of one button. Uh, yeah. You can never have enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another thing with having a team. Like yeah, when you dedicate one person to doing um, video, one person to d- doing only online posting, like there's chases where I haven't, where I didn't even get to use my DSLR because I was posting for Twitter or um, for Facebook. So, um, I mean, we all we end up sharing um, if we sell any prints on Twisted Chasers. We it all goes back to the team, anyways. So um, we don't have to worry about oh well, I uh, I want to have my DSLR so I can make some money. No, it's just whoever is free and whoever wants to take on the photo side of it, they can take the photo side of it. You know, it's, um, it's just a team effort. All right. And then, uh, just moving on down here, uh, Paul Peters, Chris, this is going to be kind of directed at you. All right. Um, what would you say is the basic or minimum in vehicle gear for a person starting their first year of storm chasing and simply wanting to experience the power of Mother Nature. Well, we all know the answer to that. It's a hard hat and a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah, it'll, right? it'll, it'll work for you. It'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll help. Um, Chris, what do you think on that one? Uh, my best advice is if you're just starting out, it's your first year and you want to experience that, go with an experienced chaser. Uh, there, I know there's, I must have said this every podcast, but there's always somebody willing to take you. Make sure they have experience and knowledge and learn what you can from them. After that, once you feel comfortable going out on your own, knowing what a storm looks like, what it'll do, and where you should be, uh, basic, like, have a cell phone. Cell phones nowadays can do pretty much everything. Like, in the 70s, they would have killed for a cell phone. Uh, other things to have is a first aid kit, definitely. And, Mike, you had some other ideas, didn't you? Yeah, one thing uh, I'm making sure I have on, uh, in the car and stuff, too, this year is... Uh, I actually kind of learned it firsthand because at our company Christmas party, we had a vehicle roll right in right in the ditch in front, and nobody could break the windshield. 
So that and nobody could cut the guy out of his seatbelt. So that dawned on me too. So uh, definitely in our first aid kit too, we're gonna have a window hammer and a seatbelt cutter, stuff like that. Uh, you should pretty much always have that in your vehicle. Um, but uh, definitely a little bit of preparedness for those emergency situations. Uh, Ronnie, what do you guys usually take? For us, uh, we have um, a couple of tablets, couple. Well, we have the cameras and stuff. Uh, Definitely cell phones, uh, first aid kits. Yeah, I think that's the basic stuff that um, we take. I mean, all the other stuff like cell phone boosters and stuff, that's all just um, uh, um, icing. <laughs> icing, yeah. Toys, I mean, toys, 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 toys. Yeah, exactly. What anyway. I also would suggest, especially with Alberta chasing, is uh, learn how to patch a tire. Have an air compressor, <laughs> have some plugs, and learn how to plug your tire. Are you just saying Alberta, but you actually mean Saskatchewan? We all well, know I haven't seen a road in Saskatchewan. I've just seen really bumpy, like <laughs> woody areas and stuff. But <laughs> you know, those red flags will go right through your tires when you run them over, trying to avoid the pothole they're marking. Anyway, again, come on, man! They're not going to let me back in there. <laughs> It'll just be a roadblock with armed people with pitchforks and riders' jerseys waiting for you. Just. Yeah, make sure your spare is full. Make sure your tires are all full because you're putting probably 400 kilometers on your car on a good chase. Like if you're running yeah. with like 20 psi, you, you have a blowout. You're that's a that's a rough yeah. day for you, my friend. 400 yeah. kilometers. Where do you chase from? I'm 400 uh, kilometers to like Red Deer. <laughs> I've got yeah. a ways to that's go true. before I get into the target zone. <laughs> that's true. There's pre-driving too, I guess. Yeah, I might if as well I got start... a flat tire on my way. Oh. I might as well start booking WestJet flights from Elk Point to Stetler area, Red Deer. It'll be a lot cheaper. Matt Melnick's flying for WestJet now. Maybe if we uh, toss him enough money, we could just aerial storm chase. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go, yeah. So, yeah, like, I guess the biggest thing, too, for a, a beginner is, you know, bring your brain. Don't, yeah. uh, you know, there's, it's not. It's not the safest hobby in the world. It's not easy on paint jobs if you make a mistake. And there is potential for you to get hurt. There's car accidents. There's lightning. There's, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong if you don't know what you're doing. Golf hail to the forehead. That hurts. Well, you have such a big forehead, Chris. It's hard to miss. That storm was probably like three points. Yeah, I got uh, good marble size hail damage on my car. And I say marble size because it it is really different size uh, um, hail that has been hitting it because there's so many <laughs> yeah same with like my my santa fe it's the roof is just dented from uh when we got just nailed by a hail core in saskatchewan and again it's a badge of honor if that would have happened to me and i wasn't chasing or wasn't a chaser i would be yeah. upset but oh i love having my little golf ball car more aerodynamic there you go. <laughs> yeah <laughs> speed holes yeah <laughs> yeah so for anybody wanting to chase be prepared for that i mean you're just going to have a hail-damaged car constantly, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and what do you say to your insurance company? You were camping, and this happened. <laughs> <laughs> there goes your excuse when the Bureau hears that one. Um, right. One question, and Brian asked it too, and I got this question texted to me too just now from Nicole Hahn. Um, what has been your guys' most scariest chase? I guess we'll start with uh, we'll start with Chris. Oh, uh, Pinocchio was – I have two, but Pinocchio was a bad one. Um there wasn't anything too rough, but uh, got hit by a downburst, and I thought I was going to roll my car. I was chasing in a Hyundai Tiburon. My advice to anybody is don't chase in a Hyundai Tiburon with a sunroof. <laughs> but uh, I thought, oh, I, it scared me. The winds were blowing 
trees down. It was it was terrifying. And uh, in Saskatchewan, I had a little bit of a close call too, where we ended up driving down the road pretty fast trying to get out of there. But uh, there, those both, well, maybe not the Pinocchio one so much, but the Saskatchewan ones because I made a mistake, a rookie mistake, and you need to be prepared not to make those mistakes when you're out there, or you're going to get yourself hurt or someone else hurt. How about you, Ronnie? What uh, what made you have to check your pants? Well, there were these uh, magically delicious double rainbows that I was chasing, and uh, it was pretty intense. Double no, rainbows? On the <laughs> <laughs> left turn. Um, I just hit my head. It turned so hard left. <laughs> um, for me, um, chasing lightning is actually um, pretty scary. It's so random. At least if there's a tornado you can see where it is and you're kind of tracking it with lightning. It's so random and sporadic that you don't know where it's going to hit. I did have a close call one year when I was uh, taking photos of lightning. I kind of, I stuck my hand cause I I'll stay in the car in a lightning storm It's just safer that way. Um, but I stuck my hand out to try to get another angle and all of a sudden the, the sky just lit up. Like it was so bright and it, and then it was so loud, like it rumbled my car for like probably like good twenty seconds. And I even I did manage to get a uh, photo, and it was just daylight. It looked like daylight. Um, didn't even get the photo of the lightning though, but it was it was it's you know it's scary, and it's at nighttime, so um, nighttime is always um, sketchy for storms because you never yeah. know what's coming, you don't know where it's coming, and usually as storm chasers, you want to be chasing with your eyes. Well. At nighttime, you have no visual. You can't see. Till that flash and, of lightning for that yeah, half a second. <laughs> exactly. Actually, one one year, um, I think it was in 2008, because um, I was I had been taking photos of lightning since 2007 or six. Um, but 2008, I went through this puddle, and it looked like a. It didn't look very deep until I went through it. And at that point, the water was already over my hood. So I just gunned it so that uh, the water didn't come back through the exhaust. Yeah, and um, so after that, I kept chasing. But not till I was kind of ways out from Red Deer did I realize that my headlights were gone. And um, oh. I like I got into dark, total darkness. And then I realized I was like, I have no headlights were and so just... the only way I could see was the constant flashes of lightning. And I was just like, I got to get home and get this car back home. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were just driving down the road with your camera flash out the window every three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> every time there's a road sign, just hit the flash. <laughs> just deer everywhere going, what the hell? You yeah. know, that reminds me too of a, a good good plan that someone taught to me and thing that I've ever learned while chasing. Never close your door if you're not in your car. Never turn yeah. off your car and never close yeah. your door. Yeah. <laughs> Always have tip. it open. Good tip. Uh, one, you don't lock yourself out of your car. And two, if you feel the tingle that you're about to be hit by lightning, you'll feel your lightning. You'll feel your, your hair stand up and you'll have a second. Just dive back into that car. Yeah. Hopefully you'll have some protection. But yeah, and then again, never lock yourself out because you're trying to explain to a tow truck driver in a province you've never been before which side railroad back woods thing you're on. You'll get out in about a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm by Bob's barn. My car just got hit. <laughs> yeah, but it's Saskatchewan. They're like, oh, Bob, all right, we're on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again in Saskatchewan. Um, for me, it's actually a lot similar to Chris. Uh, I fell victim to something we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Um, I just wrapped up 
finishing chasing like a small storm out by uh, two hills. And I was on my way back by Vermilion, and I looked at my radar, and there was nothing going on. But I was like, boy, those clouds are a little dark. And I ignored it, which was a huge mistake. And it turned out the radar went down. And I was looking at a one-hour-old image and didn't realize it. And uh, I got hit so hard by Toonie-sized hail and a downdraft. Like, I pulled over to the side of the road. And then I'll post the picture on uh, on ASC. I posted it when I first took it to. And this giant scud comes out. And it's 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 like your your Caroline storm. It's touching the ground, right? And there's even a second where I'm like, what am I looking at? Like, no way. Like, it took me a second to process it, right? And the winds were so bad, the car was shaking, and the hail was so hard. Uh, you know those little covers that they have for the sunroof underneath? Yeah. I don't know why, but I just felt the urge, like, I'm going to close this now. Because I did that in my Tiburon. It provides go. no it, – it gives you mental happiness. I was mentally happy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you know what? And that that totally came out of the blue, and it was my mistake because I relied – I did ignored what I saw. And I just relied, oh, look, the radar says it's fine. It's just rain, whatever, right? Yeah, well, it was rain an hour before I got there. <laughs> it it when I got through there. So that actually turned into one of my better pictures. Uh, and it, I had to take it with a cell phone because it was raining so hard I wasn't about to stick my camera out the window. Okay, um, moving on, we got a couple quick questions to pound off here before we run out of time. Uh, Sharina McHugh wants to know what the best website to use for projected radar. And I think when she says projected radar, she's thinking like a future cast, three to four hours ahead. Uh, Chris, you can start there. My, uh, well, my opinion, if it's predictive radar specifically, not like GFA or anything, don't bother looking. Uh, predictive radar is not accurate. It's it, it Storms could pop up anywhere. They could assume, but I wouldn't go off predictive radar. Ronnie, what that's do you think? my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Chris there. Um, and storms can turn at um, on a dime sometimes too. So you, it's just so hard to, you know, you can't. It's so hard to predict what Mother Nature wants to do. It's so natural and so or- organic that um, I don't know. I, I I haven't really seen a radar that has done it really well. I mean. You know, you'll go and you'll try it, and then you'll see it go one way, and then all of a sudden the storm's going the other way. So I mean, and that's and um, to kind of believe in that, it could be a danger in itself. So if you, you know what I mean, so like if you're oh like oh I, well I'm safe because the radar's saying that it's going this way, so I should be pretty safe. Well, and then all of a sudden it takes a left turn or it splits, and you get two cells now. Um, Anything can happen. Like it's just that, and that's what makes storm chasing so interesting. Is so, because so, Ronnie, it's, what you're what you're saying is you can't explain it, and you can't predict it, eh? Exactly. <laughs> Killing yourself won't bring your dad back. <laughs> Here we exactly. go. Here we go. Twister comments. We well, we made it 45 minutes in. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah. The left turn thing. Uh, it, storms are a lot like the ASC page. After about yeah. 60 comments, 60 minutes, they take a left turn. Yeah. Well, there you go. Absolutely. Um, so, Sharina has one more comment uh, for you, Ronnie, and Twisted Chasers. Um, this is one thing that we've talked about for sheer. We're not ready for that yet, but maybe you guys are. Uh, she's ever. She's wondering if you guys ever talked about doing a random draw and taking a fan on a chase. Uh, we have 
gotten so many requests. Like we have a list that is that goes on forever for um, um, chase requests. Uh, so we have decided that this year we may do a contest for a ride along. Um, I can't promise that it's going to happen every year. Um, um, it's just there's so much uh, um, liability that comes with that, and I think it's legal uh, hot water territory. Yes, very. Um, so it's just a matter of, um, and 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 another thing with ride alongs is um, sometimes we just leave, we call each other, and we just take off, and so we don't have that much noise. And sometimes on the maybe on the forecasted stuff, um, we might be able to kind of um, let people know and be like, be ready because if if things are good, then or if things remain good, we are pretty much going to phone you and pick you up. And and then there's the other issue where if we're chasing, um, and let's say the person gets scared. Now, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, the best that we can do would be to drop you off at the nearest gas stations and make sure you can get a ride home. But uh, that's going to probably be in the contract as well. Um, it's just, I mean... You have to be ready for uh, if you're if you're wanting to do something like that, and it, it has to be to serious inquiries. You know what I mean. Yeah. So you have to know what you're getting into, and you have to know that at any point and at any time it could get pretty dangerous. You know, it's uh, as we all know that even the most seasoned um, storm chasers can get into a, some trouble. So yeah, even even us like. Shears still we haven't even officially launched yet and I've had uh, a couple messages and I um, I can't even guarantee I'm not going to get myself in trouble <laughs> like I yeah I I can't bring myself well, nobody to nobody can either that. right yeah. so but you, it is a good idea and if you yeah. find the right person it yeah. is you could literally it could be an experience to change someone's life too so there's there's pros and cons right absolutely that's that's with anything and but I've I've Really, I've looked into it, and I think maybe we might do one contest for it and see how it turns out. I mean, if it goes really well, we'll see. And but it's not something that we will continue to do, even if it does go well. Like we can't just we can't promise it just because of um, um, liability issues. Exactly. No, and that's you know what, it's a good idea, something to look at, and uh, you never know keep your eye on twisted chasers and maybe you can <laughs> score yourself a ride along or at least yeah. some nice swag. You guys got great t-shirts. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few more items coming that we're going to be talking about soon. Um, new colors for bracelets. Probably try and get some lanyards and stay tuned with uh, twisted chasers and we'll uh, post it as soon as we know. All right. We're getting near the end of the show. Now it's time for Chris's favorite part. But we're going to start with Ronnie. Ronnie, it's the time for the shameless self-promotion. What do you want to plug before the end of the show? You guys can check out our website at twistedchasers.net. Um, we also have a Facebook page, a Twitter page, um, Instagram. We have all of that, so you can just give it a follow if you want. Um, and I also have a personal page that's uh, com. That's www.ronnieerabena.com. Com. And I have a lot of my storm photos there if you just want to look at those specifically. So, um, yeah, 
That's perfect. And Ronnie, you'll share a couple of those uh, photos you were talking about on uh, some of the stories there on the comments when you get a chance. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right, Chris, batter up. All right, you can find ASC on Facebook under Alberta Storm Chasers. Twitter is at AB Storm Chasers. And on Zello, click on Tools, Add Channel, and search for Alberta Storm Chasers. All right, and for me, you can follow me at Mike Vander on Twitter. And you can follow my chase team, Sheer WX. Um, we uh, actually, our Facebook page just launched this week. So, Sheer WX on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and www.sheerwx.com for our website. So, again, uh, Ronnie, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. You guys were great. All right. And uh, that'll wrap up today for the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast. And we will catch you next time. Ready?